I'm Catherine Dyer, and this is my husband, Carl Zoltan. And this is Can't Tell You Everything Podcast. So, why a podcast? Why a podcast? We want to inspire people with life stories. We've been through a lot, been through a lot of struggles. So basically, um, I would say for about four to five years, we've been debating starting a podcast, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And for me, a lot of it stems from when I was sick. When I got cancer, which is a long story, but I did have breast cancer, when I went through treatment, one of the main things that was accessible to me and kind of to you at the time because you were home with me was social media. Yes. And the podcast is a format where you can share stories, you can take in stories, and there's so much to learn and there's so much to gain from each other. And we can tell stories. We have a lot of stories. Right. But for me, I mean, that is true. For me, it's more about what can we learn from each other through this process? What people can we bring on that we can um, share stories with them and then, you know, share that with even more people? Oh, absolutely. And it's kind of these seeds, like I've talked about before. And if we can plant these seeds with even one person, you know, and then they in turn plant seeds with a few people and it grows, you know, in this positivity. And I feel like there's so many things right now to be negative about in the world in general. Absolutely. And we want to inspire other people with talking to other people's stories of people we've talked to, things we've done. And this is all about inspiration. Agree. And positivity. Agree. That's what we're about. And we've been doing this a long time. And like you Not talk, the podcasting. No, <laughs> this is our first podcast. It will get better. This is actually our third. The other two you will never hear because we realized it actually does take some work. A lot of work. And we're learning as we go. And it's great. That's what we like to do. And the video element, that's a whole additional layer of, you know. Um, Effort. Well, and yeah, uh, basically, knowledge basically. because we're photographers. We've been doing photography basically since Kathy got cancer. We healed through photography and that turned into doing professional work and other things. And that's what we do now. But we wanted to try something different because we're not about trying to make a name or anything else. We're about interacting with people and touching people and having them touch us because that's what we feed off of. I mean, that's what life is all about. It inspires us as much as we try to inspire. It's a joint thing. And that's why we decided to do a podcast because when we talk with people, we have great connections we get inspired by it. And we want to share some of those stories and some inspiration. And I would honestly say I get more from giving than what I've given. Absolutely. In almost all circumstances across the board, I feel like when you give something, you end up actually receiving more yes. than what you've given. Yes. And then you had a great experience with that when we went to Epicurrence and... Epicurrence was... Uh, so for everybody listening, Epicurrence is a graphic design conference or was a graphic design conference 
hosted by Dan Petty, um, who's just an amazing, incredible human being. Absolutely. I had just started Twitter. Um, and through that, uh, saw, I didn't realize these webs you go through, you know, friends of friends post things and then you see it and you're not as, um, Twitter. I'm not a Twitter guy. I'm getting there. Right. I'm more a Instagram and other I have media. been so deep into Instagram and it really helped me heal and it helped right. me with everything. But when I went to Twitter, it was like this whole new kind of world. And I, I had no expectations. I really didn't know. I just, I got it because I had to. It's a great way to connect with people we found out. Right. And that's where this Dan Petty story is going because I happened to see through a friend of a friend, some post, you know, and he was doing these amazing community oriented challenges related to graphic design, which is not our world. Right. And to be, be honest, I didn't know much about it. However, um, I received a direct message from Dan about Epic Currents. Mm-hmm. And long story short, you and I ended up going to Epic Currents. Right. And it's graphic designers. We're photographers. And we left a event we had mm-hmm. for photography and then drove straight there. Mm-hmm. And we there's a little fear going there because it's the unknown. But right. I love the unknown. All right, so a few days before the conference, there was a call to action, and it was put out by Trav and Los, um, who are great guys, great guys. I didn't know who they we were We didn't know the who time. they were at the time. But you didn't even know this call to action because you weren't no on the clue. Slack. And right. So they wanted these, what they called spotlight speakers. You're a spotlight, but, babe. But it basically <laughs> said, like, have you had any of these eight things? And, and it was like, you know... Um, a struggle you've overcome, the hardest time in your life you didn't know how you'd get through, something that scared you. No, basically, I'm, I'm kind of that's you summarizing these, but every single one related to my ordeal with cancer. Sure did. And so I knew if I told you or kind of ran it by you first, yes. you, you would, of course, like support me of and prompt me to put in for it. Absolutely. However, I knew that would scare me more. So <laughs> instead, I just automatically, you know, typed up, kind of a vague, you know, here's my story with cancer. Um, and I, I used an analogy. Mm-hmm. And, and you're good at that. And anyway, they uh, said, yeah, we want you to speak. Yes. So on the way, leaving the one event, going to the... Well, we, to we drove from Santa Barbara to Yosemite. Yosemite. So on the route, we're I planning, the or you're speech. planning while I'm driving. And you're right. I kind of, you know... Tightened up the speech, wrote it, uh, read it out loud to you a few times. Oh, is your sounding and board? And I mean, literally down to the minute. I'm not a public speaker. I have not really done public speaking. You've never? Well, yeah, um, once I have, in a while. But when I mean, you, work you know, years ago. Anyway, uh, down to the checking into the event. And I didn't realize it was Dan Petty himself at the table checking us <laughs> we in. We didn't but know who was. anybody was. It was. Um, nicest guy ever. Yes. Thankful. I was so thankful for that. You walk up and he's so casual and accepting looking yeah. and, and kind, kind hearted. Yeah, but and he had I, swag too. I wanted, Don't forget that. I wanted to back out. And he says to me, you know, it's a, if you don't want to do it, that's okay. Like he understood. Yes. But the fact that he gave me an out made me feel the need to do it even more. Right. The need like I've got to do this event. I mean, I, I, I want to do this. 
So you and I sit down. I think it was it. Maybe we were at a sign table. I can't remember. No, we went in there and then everything was full. So we sat at a table where there were some seats. Mm-hmm. And then we found out later why there were some seats because we didn't know who anybody was. Well, and still, honestly, so we sat there and there's these, you know, there's a few people at our table. They were great. Um, a really nice gentleman. Yeah. And this really nice lady, you mm-hmm. know, there were people at our table and I, my legs were already starting to shake. Like <laughs> I was already like just shaky in the well, legs, like, you know, and I could feel the energy in myself. And I remember there were uh, couches or a couch, maybe two on the stage. Right. And you said to me, you leaned over and you were like, babe, look, you could sit down if you want to. And I said to you, no, I want to own this. if I'm going to do it. Yeah, I want to try to support you, give you options. But I leaned over to the gentleman who was at our table, and I said, you know, I'm going to be speaking, and I'm really nervous. And I said, have you ever done public speaking? That was funny. And, I mean, just such a nice guy. And he said, no, you know, not really. It's for my job occasionally, but not really. And, you know, just was such a, a very unassuming, you know, really sure. kind person. And they were all dressed casual. And um, I have no idea at what point, but clearly after I spoke, we found out that that was Dan Cedarholm from uh, Dribble. And uh, also, I think Zach from Dribble was the other one sitting there. Someone maybe, uh, uh, Sarah Coonley was there. It was all these people that we did not, you know, they were just very kind Supportive, They're and that people. was Dan Cedarholm who said, "No, I, I don't really haven't done public speaking." Right, Dan. Yes, you have. Yes, um, he has. But sweet guy, they um, just having them at the table, and like you said, it's great when you don't know who anyone. It really is great not to know. It There's no me, animosity, no fear, no oh, anything. The kindest people. Yeah, and so you know, I get up to speak, and I um, I spoke. And Very at first well, I heard way. people chatting. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. At first I heard people chatting a little bit, kind yes. of. Kind of. But I sort of tuned it out because I was more nervous sitting, waiting for my turn than when I got up there. Yeah, the start's the roughest. And no, it, it really, well. it was just the having to walk up there. <laughs> oh, we did an intro where you took oh, a picture right. of the crowd. That's right. Yeah, that In was fact, helpful. that is on my Twitter. If anyone goes, oh no, I think it's on my Facebook right now is like the banner, but um it's Travis, Los, and and me, and we're in front of the crowd, and we've got our mics, and yeah. Well, it was a it was a um, team building kind team of a building, breaking the ice icebreaker, icebreaker, icebreaker. icebreaker. That's it. Um, and it was fun. They oh, loved it. It was fun. You and said something about oh, there's a lot of good looking people out there. There were. And I go, there what were. about me? I'm behind you. Um, Vlad was there. Yeah. He was a crack up. But anyway, everybody was great. So. Um, you know, we do this and then I speak and I didn't say my name or who I was until partway into the speech. Yes. And I think that's part of why there was some chatter, but you know, I I had a reason for that because I kind of wanted to lead up to talking about cancer. Um, anyway, afterwards we did Q and a, and then I came back and you said, I think Dan had said we're going to break and people can go approach each other and talk yeah. after my speech. Mm-hmm. And you said, well, we could, um, oh, you said, let me leave 
right? Something well, like no, that? Well, no. I knew people were going to come talk to you afterwards. That's what you And brought. that's what usually happens. You did a great speech. And in fact, while you were talking, we met people later that said they were on their phone, they're listening to you. And as soon as you said you had cancer, they stopped and listened. And you had them from then on, not because of cancer, because of the speech emotion. you had. The emotion and the phrase. It was just, you connected. And Chris Doe was in the back. And yeah, he, not in the middle. He was somewhere, and he was the main speaker, and they paid him. We were there for nothing. <laughs> no, we and, weren't there for nothing. Well, we no, were no, there no, for no, the, no. I'm just saying he was the featured experience, guy. Experience, yeah. And he wound up being touched by your speech because you connect with people, and you connected with me. That's why I married you because you're my I babe. I kept thinking it was a fluke, you know. It, it really wasn't a fluke. Just, you have a lot to but offer. do you know what I mean? It just, I do. The fact that I ended up there, the fact that Dan reached out to me the fact that He's i saw kind. this call to action and i actually responded which you right. know is really not like me. and that's facing your fears because i know you right and that was not something like you would never all. ever ever have done but he was so kind and reached out to you and we were going to the event where you felt whatever you can do to help you will do it's it's and a it, literally it was, like it was if cool. you tried to define to someone what serendipity is or oh well, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Fate. Right. Um, well, it's fate. Because it, it, none of it was planned. The no, speech. No. The, the going there. Right. The getting on Twitter and meeting people, the table we were sitting at and how right. supportive they were. Right. Uh, the Trav and Lowe's, um, none of this was, was planned. It was real. It was from the heart. And that's what we're doing in this podcast. It's yes. Yeah, I hear anyway, you. it was just very, um, it was just a once in a life experience. And I'd really, really, my one thing I'd say to people out there is just, um, if you ever have these kind of moments where you feel something drawing you in or you feel like, why not? Yeah. Or a challenge. Yeah. But I mean, why not? Why not? What do you have to lose? It's and ever since cancer, I think that's been easier for me because it's been a thing of, I already could have died. Right. You have nothing to lose. You, you, yes, I hear you. Well, I had everything to lose at that moment. So at now I know moment, the difference. You now know? you live to the, in the past, the you have nothing to balance it against. And now it's like cancer's here. Everything, nothing else is ever going to be, you know, to that level. Right. Um, so anyway, Chris Doe was there, met him. And very kind person, uh, had never, didn't, too. didn't know. Um, the future or blind or, you know, his work. Um, anyway, uh, he spoke to me in a very kind way about my speaking, my, my speech. And uh, we attended some classes there, which those were amazing as well, by the way. We and, went to his session. And he has so many decks and he's so aware of who he's teaching to that he, cussed, he, he geared it towards the people that were there mm-hmm. and yourself. Mm-hmm. I never saw anything like that. He was outstanding. Uh, his wife was there. And Jesse. He, he made an effort to connect with the group that's there. And he can read the group. And, you know, we're in a photography. We've been to many different events. We've been to different things. But the creative designers, I, I know we connected with them. They were a great group in general. Oh, it, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was an, something new and an eye-opener. It, it was And awesome. again, that's why I'd say if, if, if I was ever describing fate, I'd describe yes. this experience. Yes. Because it, 
It was a blip in time that you know will never happen again, but that was so powerful and so many connections and so meaningful. And not connections in the way of networking or trying to build a a career or a resume or get a job, which, you know, other people there I'm sure did that. But for us, it was absolutely free. It was just the freedom of meeting people um, on a human level. Absolutely. And enjoying their stories, what they're about and the connection and doing that. And we're not motivated by our career because I've already had, we've had our career on retire. We're doing photography full time. We right. are not motivated by money or what people think or now, what we got to do. No, I'm just kidding. Well, no. <laughs> and and it, we're, we're, we, we worked hard to get here, but it's very fortunate that we're going in with no hidden agenda. A lot of people have agendas and they have to because they have to survive. They have to eat. But we went in there and not knowing anyone, but and it, it worked out advantage. well. That it was the advantage. Well. It sure and was. And again, that's why I say if I was ever to try to describe fate, I would go with this experience. And I really, really say a huge thank you to Dan Petty for putting that together. Uh, Chris Puckett, um, Kim, he was great. All they of put them. that together. Yeah. and. Uh, I mean, everything from the T-shirts they gave us to just that. It was an amazing event. It it gave me a boost. It was a time after cancer where I was kind of, you know, uh, not necessarily on a high anymore. I was just kind of sinking. And it yeah. just gave me such a boost to go to this event and just be around the energy in that room. A lot of and energy, positive it. energy. I met Mike Jones uh, from Creative South right yeah. after I spoke. And... Uh, gosh, just such a kind person. I mean, so many kind people there. The hugger, um, Mike. Yeah, hug. I'm next. a hugger too, so that um, was all right. But he's 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 a bear hugger. Yeah, he yeah, but he's a nice guy. Yeah. Um. So anyway, then eventually, for two years, <laughs> Chris had asked me to come on his show. Yes. And talk about my story, and um. There was so much of this, 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 uh, as Chris says, voice in my head, you know, yeah. telling me that that experience was a fluke, that speech. Imposter syndrome. Right. But, but all I can say is I just kept thinking that was a fluke, you know, yes. that experience was a fluke. It was a one-time thing. It was meant for that one time. It you know, it, it, it cannot, lightning doesn't strike twice, basically. Yes, but the good thing about it was it's you being genuine, and that will always be the same, and it took you two years to get to that point and build that confidence. And Well, here's the reality. So people don't know this that listen to me on Chris's show. I never got to that point and built any confidence. What happened was we were down in Fullerton because our son had a medical emergency, and I asked if he'd like to meet, you know, to eat or have coffee or something since we were nearby. That's Chris to eat. Right. Yeah. Right. So we went and we had lunch, I guess. Um, and we talked a lot during lunch, just normal like you and I are now, you know. Um, and then he hit me with the bombshell at the very end and said, well, I'd like you to come back to my studio right now and we'll just do a practice and just talk the same as we are here, but on mic. Yeah, no, he's good. And he and had, I said, yeah. oh, no, you know, I got a lot going on right now. I'm 
like not in my right headspace because our son's emergency, you know, I just, I, my mind was overburdened. I just thought, you know, I didn't trust that I would be the same me that was talking at that restaurant. Yeah. And are we ever in the right headspace? I know you better than anybody. And, um, we're kind of opposites. You're analytical and you think things through. I'm impulsive and jump into things, both feet. And I, I saw opportunity too. And I knew it would, I thought it would benefit you. So I tried to push you, but I didn't realize I pushed a little too hard because you can't make someone do something they're not ready for, even if it's good or bad or whatever. So I learned a lesson there. And then you asked me, you know, if I could step away because I was putting on too much pressure because I'm going, Oh God, let's do it. Let's do it. It's been two years. Then I left and then let it work but out. But the difference with what you're saying is you're saying, let's do it. But it, it was actually would have been me. You know what I well, mean? I know. I know. So I know. Basically. Um, but he drove you. He said, well, I'll, I'll drive and you could just come with me. <laughs> I think he was afraid that if you didn't get in his car, you talk like me to flee. <laughs> It'd talk, be a car chase. Yeah. You talk me to. And this is um, flight. Uh, fight or flight moment for you. Yeah, you know, actually, people don't it understand really that. Was. No, I know it really was. And I, you, you can't push people through that. And I've been with you a long time, and I still don't quite get it. But we're all learning all the time. But that was definitely a flight or flight moment. Oh, fight or flight. Fight or flight. And then when he said, "Well, I'll drive you," I'm going, "Oh, thank God, thank God." He goes, you know how to get there? Oh, yeah, I know how to get there. <laughs> I think I left pretty quick and let you just leave with him and. Anyway, then he got you there and I found a way there. So we're, we got there. Well, so, and I believed the whole time it was a practice. Well, he's smart, man. He right. said it was a practice so, filmed and mic'd and. Right. No, you know, and that's how you practice, I thought. Well, we did. Um, we went through two or three of these. So, so anyway, at the end of it, you know, we challenged each other. And the challenge he had for me was to go ahead and start the podcast. And, um, you know, we've been working on that for a while, a um, matter of like a week probably now. Like I said, we did two. Oh, for this podcast right, here. Right. Yeah, this. I mean, literally just trying to do this. Oh, man, we went through a lot. And you got to just do it. We Two years ago, we went to somebody that was successful on a podcast. We asked them for input advice. No, no, no. That was you. See, I wouldn't do well, that. For I me, I like to be like straight out of the can, whatever. Anyway, he said, but, just do it. But we weren't ready yet. And then, like you said, we got here to do this one because of the challenge mm-hmm. of Chris. And we said, game on. We want to do it. We got to do it now. We bought the equipment. We put up curtains and we looked for a spot to shoot it. It's a lot of work doing a podcast. But now we have a spot and then we, we're learning well, as we go. And, and it, I love it. Added, I love the challenge. We added work by doing the video also. Well, um, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it is yeah. a whole nother element because right. you've got lighting, you've got, um, you know, if we're just sitting here talking, we could literally be in our pajamas every day. Well, no, but I want I people mean, to see my hat. You know what I'm saying? I got my beard and my hat. You so you got to Christos. I did my practice. Oh, you did your practice at Christos. Okay. Right. And then eventually his team edited it and they posted it on YouTube. Yes, and it was a good And they one. let me know ahead of time they were going to post it, you know. But you didn't know what they were going to post. No, I didn't see it. Um, and he asked me, you know, do, do, if I trusted him. Of course. And, you know, yeah, I do. Yeah. So that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but you still don't know. There's a little anxiety with wondering how it's going to come out. Not just that, but I knew I was just talking from my heart. And sometimes that's a little bit of a problem because you don't, it's not like I wisely chose every word I said. There is no filter and that's the joy No, of there's, it. there's. Well, you have more of a filter than I do. There's somewhat of a filter, I but no what filter. I mean is I spoke directly from my heart. Um, like I said, I had a lot going on at that time. And so I didn't even remember everything I said. So it's not just not, you know, knowing what they're going to edit, but also I didn't even know what I had even given them to edit. Yeah. And it's kind of like when you did your speech too, you, you knew what you're talking about, but when you speak from the heart, which you do and which I love about you, you're just letting it roll and you don't know what's coming out because it's not planned. You can't look back and say, Oh, I checked this. I checked that. That has nothing to do with who we are or what we do. Well, and again, so that goes sort of to the name of our podcast because they can't tell you everything. You know, we thought, we racked our brains looking for a cool name or a meaningful name or whatever name. And then Took we were just days. sitting here one day. But the best part was we were just sitting here one day. And I remembered that your mom had said that at one point. And I said, what, well, you know, can't tell you everything. And it just like clicked with you because both of us feel that that's true in life. You can't tell anybody everything. Absolutely. You can try true. to share some wisdom with them right. or share something right. that could help. But right. there's no way you can't tell people what it's going to be like to do A, B, and C one day, Oops! even when they're <laughs> going to do it, because right. you just can't tell people. What, well, everybody's different. Know. Everybody does something else. And like when we talk together, we talk a lot. We're best friends. I love you to death. But you're, I, I'll be saying this, meaning X, you hear Y, and I'm going, what the hell happened? I, you know, you can't tell everybody everything because it's impossible. All we well, can do is be and us and hopefully it helps. Even with the podcast that Chris did, what was interesting, oh, I'm calling it a podcast, but I guess it was a vlog. It was on YouTube. Well, yes. Um, but what was interesting to me were the comments because people all got something different out of it. So again, that's the can't tell you everything. I can tell, Absolutely. you know, this person may get one thing. Somebody else may only resonate with the cancer part of it. Somebody may resonate, you know, with the fear of public speaking. Who knows? But if you can get one thing out of it, that's fine. We don't need to tell you everything. We just want you to get one thing you can carry with you. At least that's how I feel. That's the goal of our podcast. Can't tell you everything. We'll talk about why the name came up and how. But we can't tell you everything. But between us... We're going to talk about experiences we had. We'll have some guests talk about experiences they had. And hopefully people could. I I do too. And we want to inspire. That's what we're here. And then that's what we're going to try to do just from life. It's not, it's life, life. And it's not, um, well, today, for instance, you came to me and you said like, you know, we've done this twice. We're trying to figure this out. And, you know, the should podcast. we do a list of topics or should yes. we do a list of what to talk about? And I was really kind of negative on that because I just felt we can cut it. We can do whatever. But the most important thing is we give of ourselves. 
because that's what we do in real life. And I feel that this should be an extension of that. Right. And it, so if everybody disagrees with that, let me blame me. But it doesn't um, matter. We're going to be off us. the cuff. It's just, you know, what we have to share. Yes. So I think we should talk about the can't tell you everything name. Okay. That's that's something that was a personal story from your life. Yes, it was. So let's talk about it real quick. And it's a message in here also. Um, my mom lived with us when we had Clint. And she has been with us for about six months. So Clint's our son. So after about six months, my mom said, Carl, I have to talk to you. And I use a Hungarian accent because we're Hungarian. There lies Carl Zoltan, Carl with a K. And I go, okay. And she goes, Carl, you have a brother. I go, I'm 40 years old. This was a while ago, like yesterday. No, <laughs> but um, she goes, Carl, you have a brother. And you can imagine how you'd feel. I mean, I have a brother I didn't know about. I'm 40 years old. I go, it'd be nice if you told me some other time so I could have a relationship with him. And then I, I'm, I'm trying to get over that. And then she goes, Carl, <laughs> I have something else to tell you. I'm thinking, what the hell else can she tell me? She just told me I have a brother. What else can you tell me? She goes, Carl, you have another brother. <laughs> I go, oh, my God. So the first brother that found her and opened this wide up is a brother that's 10 years younger and he's a half brother the other brother is two years younger and he's a full brother so i'm trying to process so this, is this slightly shocking right what like one of the most shocking the feather <laughs> one of the most shocking things in my life right. and then i i'm thinking i'm trying to absorb this you can't absorb it all it's impossible you need time but i'm a little pissed off and i go mom do you have anything else to tell me I swear to God, she goes like this. <laughs> I can't tell you everything. That's our podcast name. <laughs> and that's the story behind that. And when I said it at the beginning of the show, you probably wondered, why is he saying it like a Hungarian lady? Now you know. Well, that is one of the funny <laughs> things about uh, your your dad, your, your biological father yes. was in your life till you were 10, maybe? Uh, fifth grade, however old there. Right. 10 or 11, yes. But you don't remember or have his accent down. No, I don't. So you cannot do a Hungarian accent as a man. You can only <laughs> mimic your mom's accent. <laughs> that is true. Never thought about that, but you're right. Every time right? I go to the Hungarian accent, I say it like my mom. And I've asked it's probably you to weird say as hell. it. In your own voice, I but can't. with that accent, and I you, can't. you, you have not been able. No, I cannot do it. And I did try. I remember right. that, and it's odd, but that's I'm brainwashed, dude. I don't know what no, else no, to no, say. No, 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 it's not. It's literal. I think what it is is that you can. It's mimicking someone, so you Act, yes. you can mimic her sound. Yes, because I think of her when I'm saying right. it, and it's just coming out. Right, and you grew up with that always, yes. and you you knew that. You're right, but anyway. Right. Um, that's the name. That's a little bit of history. We could talk more about that topic well, later, but so that's how mom, the name came up. And your up. mom passed away last year. Yes, she did. And it's uh, an emotional thing, but she will live on. She'll live on through this podcast just in the title. Uh, she loved life. Uh, she, great woman. And I'm so happy. When you said that name, we were thinking two days on what to call this podcast. And you said, when we hear the name, it'll just come to us. And I'm going, 
dude, it's been two days. It's never going to come to us. You thought I was losing it. Well, I always do, but you're the (laughs) rational one. And when we get there, I always go, dude, that's great. It makes sense because I get to stuff like that, but it's never the best. Some, yeah, probably So I just not. have to fight through until you. Yeah, yeah, I need to just slow down and do the effort. But anyway, long story short, once you said that, the light came on. I'm going, first of all, I'm thinking you're right because that was the I'm name. I'm so glad that's the first thing you thought. It was. I was right. Thank all right, you. so I got that covered. And then I thought about my mom and carrying on. I just, it, it fit. And we can't tell you everything. We never, nobody can tell you everything. If they can't, they'll listen. But. We can't tell you everything, but that it, it worked. So that's how we got the name. And I love it. I love it. But anyway, um, the point of this podcast, um, I'd never have thought of myself as having a message or as having something to, sh- to share on a broad scale. I love one-on-one interactions. I thrive on one-on-one interactions. And and I love these interactions with strangers. Yes. And um, it's so natural for me for some reason. Um, but on a broad scale or with groups or uh, social functions, I have social anxiety for sure. Um, and you, you're the opposite. You right. do well in really big groups. Yeah, we are opposites. Um, that's beneficial. Yeah, I mean, it can be, but <laughs> yeah. it's good because we take it the is. time to understand our differences we do. also. We do. So anyway, after, that's one thing I would say after that podcast that really struck the me. One with Chris. Right. Yes. Was, well, yeah, I keep calling it a podcast. I guess it wasn't. It was a vlog. Um, Pod, I don't know what the, we're learning, man. Yeah, Go we, ahead. we don't know anything. They filmed you doing a podcast. How's that? Whatever it was. That's what we're doing now. We're filming doing um, a podcast. Anyway, what really touched me was the fact that anybody got anything from it. And I think the people that listen to it would be surprised to hear that maybe. Um, the comments were really, really kind. Um, detailed, kind. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know YouTube, so it was kind of a different thing for me to go on there and read these. Um, I, I really sincerely appreciate all the kind feedback and, um, just the fact that anybody took anything out of that, that could potentially help them in their life or help them in any area with hope or with their life or with, um, anything they're struggling with. That means the world to me. And you do that naturally. I mean, we've been to a lot of events. We talk to a lot of people. We get a lot of connection just naturally. We'd be driving in the car to go do a photo shoot with photographers, and they'll tell us their life story. But you we know, tell them too. So we, I no, think we that's open the that door. Part. We open that door. Yes. And we, the thing that I know, and and this has a lot to do with what you're saying. You cannot open someone else's door. No. Like I can't open the door to access you or anyone else. No. But what I can do is I can open my door and I can let my light out to you. And in that way, it lets you know, look, she's open. She's shining her light for me. And I think that that is what encourages other people to open their doors. Absolutely. It's a stage thing. Yeah. You know, you open your door and they open the door to come in 
And then you share a little, they share a little, but you got to know when to do that, who to do it to. I picture you can't it, do that with everybody. But I, I picture it like neighbors. So for me, the first step is opening my door. Yes. Like my, my house door. Uh-huh. You know, I literally, I open that door and then you kind of can look out. And then if one of your neighbors opens their door because they, they see your doors open, then maybe you both like walk out front. Maybe you start with a wave. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's a dance. It's a process. And that's the same for me with with strangers. And you say you can't do it with anybody, but sometimes you don't know that till you open your door. Right. If you keep your door closed, you're you're not going to know if the other person will open theirs. So, you, you know, and if someone doesn't open their door, that doesn't mean that it reflects on you. It mostly means it's something with them. It's either a pain, you know, maybe they're still in their pajamas. They're, you know what I mean? Well, you can literally think of it as the analogy of an actual door. That's a they great way to look at it. They are not ready to open their door. Right. Whether they're in pain, you know, think of it like they're having a sick day. Whatever the reason, they're carrying something that they don't have, or they their light's just not lit up enough right then to open that door. That but guess good. what? I'll still shine my light towards that direction, and eventually maybe they'll open that door right. because they'll they'll absorb some of my light. Yeah, you could always go knocking again. <laughs> and that's I don't g- go that far. I don't go well, knocking. Well, I do. I'm but, a little aggressive know. that yes, way. Yes, yes. I've had a lot of practice at trying to help people who I could see needed help, who I could see were in a place of pain, but you can't push them to accept help. You can't make people open up to you again like that door thing. You cannot push that. However, you can invite it in. And a lot of times the way to invite it in is by sharing something personal about yourself. Being vulnerable. You're right. Yes. See, and I don't I don't that? have these names for it and I don't think <laughs> of these things, but I just think if you if I give you a little piece of what I have. You know, if I say I've experienced this pain, then it makes it a little less vulnerable for you to then tell me your pain right? because you realize, okay, she shared something honest. She had this pain also. So it's okay for me to have pain because yeah. someone else has. You took a step. Right, towards their door. Right, <laughs> and they're going to take a step towards you. And a lot of people can't be vulnerable. They got the wall up because, like you said, they can't open the door. They don't even want to go by the door. They don't even know they have a door. Some people are going through a lot. But once you're vulnerable like yourself and you open your door, there's a little light shining out. Maybe they'll want to come look at it. And that's the magic. And that's what we kind of thrive on is dealing with life and people and it's very rewarding. Me and you are basically opposites, and we've been together forever, and I End love you day. to death. But it, it, it meshes. It meshes, you know? And But we make it mesh. It's We don't make it. We guide it to mesh. You can't make well, anything no, happen. No, what I mean, though, is it's not an automatic. Anybody no, that thinks any no, relationship is an no. automatic, whether it's your child, your spouse, no. your sibling, you know, your your coworkers, whoever it is, relationships take work in whatever relationship it is. Right. 
you you have to plant seeds within your relationship constantly. Mm-hmm. You have to check for understanding. I mean, there there's I can't say everything there is, but I can't tell you everything. Can't tell you everything. But you know, you and I have really kind of become better and better dance partners. Yes, with, with the, the relationship, right? The, the relationship dance, absolutely. And and even with working at Risk Youth to mm-hmm. us. It's all about relationships. No, all of life is. All, all of life is. And that's and a lot of what I tried to say when I was talking to Christo is for me, it's that human connection. Absolutely. Because when you are in such a place of pain, like the kids were, like I was with cancer, you know, people are in grief. I mean, there's so many different times that there's this heaviness and this pain. When you're in that place, Really, the thing that mattered for me, all the different times I experienced pain, were humans. Real the human connection. connection. Yes. And it really, it could have been someone that was virtually a stranger. Um, it, it doesn't matter if you know them or don't know them, if it's us or anyone else. It's the connection. Right. And it's, it's so rewarding to have another person be that vulnerable, you be that vulnerable, and it impacts both of you. I saw a comment. So I saw a comment today uh, regarding um, part of my story. And it was someone On who, YouTube? Yes. Okay. And it was someone who was from Austria, which is where you were born also. Right. Um, but they said, you know, Americans are so, I forget the exact wording, you know, but like open because of the fact that you would share about cancer in the freezer aisle. And they said, you know, in Austria, we don't do that. We, however, we would let someone with one item, you know, or a few items in their cart go in front of us in line. Mm-hmm. And I thought that is the same exact thing on a different scale, but it is the same exact thing. That is the human connection. There are many times when I was in line, especially during cancer, because, you know, I, a lot of my mind usually not buying much, maybe getting something. When someone let me go ahead in line, it made my day. No, oh, it So would. to that person in Austria that thinks that is not giving or that that is not as much as opening up to someone, it can be. An act of kindness is a ray of light. We're using the light-darkness analogy. Kindness is light. But that's opening that door. Yes. So they but- don't think it's opening that door, but it is, it's, it's, it's in a different way, but it is still opening that door. You let someone go in front of you because they have fewer items than you so they can get out of there sooner. So they can, you don't know what they're carrying with them. That could have meant everything to them. So all I say to that person is that kindness matters too. That, that kindness could be everything to that person in that moment. And you make a good point because I never thought of this. When you open the door, it's a ray of light. In Austria, they open the door by letting them go first. They might not do what we do once the door is open because of cultural norms. They might not press or share themselves because that's not a norm in that culture. Fortunately for us here, we can we say whatever and it's not, I'm sure other cultures do too, but. Well, and to be gotta, fair, I don't know that, that it's a norm for everybody here. Um, well, that's true too. You know, I don't see uh, all, 
It's a norm to us. All it the doesn't strangers mean it's in a the norm grocery store else. talking to each other. Yes. Um, yes. I've just had many experiences where it helps me and it seems to help someone else. So I think, well, you know, why not? Why, why not put yourself out there? Um, the potential growth from that and the potential positivity from that is, is so great. It is. But if somebody unfortunately um, opens that door, say, and lets the light out and they get the door slammed in their face a few times, which can happen. Right, right. And if they don't have a foundation, they might not open that door again. But it's okay to do that because you don't know success until you get through the failures and you can't well, enjoy life without the failures. to this because you don't really talk to strangers like I do. Sometimes no. I think you think I'm really, you know, far out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought so. But no, I, I appreciate it. But I, I, I've i learned to say, oh, here we go again. You know, I'll stay busy doing something else. I don't interfere. However, I don't get no, in the way. No, that's not true. Because oftentimes is. you do come into the conversation. Well, I do. If, if I see a little light coming my way, right. then I'll kind of walk over there. But so, most of the time I let your light shine. So I didn't have many people to talk to other than, you know, when you're at the doctor and you're talking, you don't talk to the other patients. Um Oh, in fact, that's funny. I'm going to bring up a story. So you're talking about the door shutting in your face. One of the biggest experiences I had of the door shutting in my face. Mm -hmm. You were with me, but you were in the waiting room. It was when I went for my MRI. And I'm trying to think which one it was. You know, I had a lot of scans. That many. But it was one of the ones in the beginning. I had hair. I remember that. You know, mm -hmm. it was before. And I went in. And when you go in, you go back to this uh, fitting room. And the fitting room has its own waiting room there where people are sitting there. Yeah. So I went in to change into the provided gown. And there were two other women sitting out there. You know, it's a tense. It's tense because all of these are people that have been called back either because their scan showed something right. or they needed more imaging. Absolutely. It's, it's a women's health center. So mm -hmm. at that point, you're farther along in the process and everybody, it's a little, it's a heavy waiting room. It's a heavy load. Too, right. That's... So I go into the changing room and I put on my provided gown. <laughs> I walk Was your out. butt showing? I think I had sweats on because okay. I knew. But anyways, right. I walked out and these two other women were sitting there that were there when I went in to change. And we all have the same gown on. And you put your stuff in a locker and I think you get a key. Anyway, so when I walked out, I looked at the two women and I said, Oh my gosh, I wish we would have coordinated ahead of time. This is so embarrassing. We all have the same gown oh, on. Oh, trying to make it cool, you know, tear down the barriers to right. make a little I happy. I was just kind of like, joke. well, I might as well make a joke because yeah. I already knew that I Sounds had cancer good. at this point. They probably did too. Well, or maybe not, not necessarily. Yeah. So I think, you know, I might have been in a different headspace because for me at that point, it was kind of like, I'm waiting to see how bad it is. Yeah. I've already accepted I have cancer. I'm waiting to see how bad it is. And I figured if we're here anyway, why not like lighten the room because it was just so dark and heavy. And I just, when I came out and I looked down and we're all wearing the same gown, I just thought, oh, you know, that's Sounds funny. Good like to I'll me. just make a joke. If you could just picture an absolutely quiet room with nobody, they both looked up at me. However, there was no acknowledgement, I mean, zero acknowledgement, not even wow. like a smile, not a... Uh, a, a like kind laugh, you know, per, like yeah. just to 
just to like appease you. Did like, they have ah, a ha, disgusting ha. look on their face or like? Like zero. Zero. That's just even the zombie net. look. Yeah, just kind zombie. Of, well, no. And I mean, like I said, it was a very heavy, dark room. Yeah. Not dark as in, you know, but. No, I know. Just um, a lot. You know, I'm sure a lot of people had a lot on their mind. So what I did then was the whole time, you know, we, so then I had to sit there and wait with them. That was uncomfortable. And then I don't even know who got called first, but the whole time after that, my head is just thinking and thinking, should I have not said that? Should I have not said that? Did I make this experience worse for them? And, and that, so that. When you're saying if you have the door so slammed kind. on you. Yeah, their I experience was bad to begin with. Because I was concerned that I somehow, by trying to lighten things, actually made it worse. Yeah. So I, you know, I, instead of, but I guess in a way it, it did work in the end because it distracted me from worrying about my breast scan, but yeah. I had breast cancer. But, um, yeah, so that was a time I definitely questioned if I, you know, uh, should have tried to to lighten the mood um it is what it is and it just didn't work and it doesn't always work can't no, tell them everything I, either right and that's what i'm saying yeah. it's it's not any um surefire recipe but well, you made the you effort know. and there's nothing wrong with making the effort i well i wasn't sure you know I well kinda... you were in a tough place yourself and you're doing it partly for yourself too because you're not yeah, in the possible. best spot that's and you just possible. want to loosen it up for yourself too. And that's instinct took over and it is what it is. No, I thought it out. I really did think it out. Well, you think of time everything I out. Thought, I don't, but I thought, you know, it's kind of funny. Like we all have the same gown and there, I would have laughed. That's I something laughed. you'd say if you yeah. went into like a event and we all have the same outfit. So I just kind of thought like, Oh, how yeah. embarrassing. I have the same gown as you guys, you know, just kind of making a joke and bonding and thing. But yeah, so that fell over completely flat and did not work at all. Just yeah. I just want to, you know, that I've just confessed and I feel so much better now that you heard my confession, Carl, because I just, I wanted to get that out there. That I'm so glad you my, did. Now we can sleep tonight. Right. And that's not worry my failure. Oh, I am so that's glad you That's my failure shared. at opening the door. Failure is part of life, isn't it? I mean, it, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. You can't have success no, without is. failure. And it is. The more you pick yourself up, the less it feels, you know, the failure part. So, but that's a, that's a good well, one. Well, they I'm say you, you have that. like, you don't have to fall as far each time because yeah. you know what I mean? But and, yeah, I'm, I might not ever get off the ground. I'm always at the bottom, nowhere else to fall, but no, there's always up to very good story. Yeah. Well, it's a story of a time it didn't work. Yes. You know, well, that's it, good because everything's not good and work. we're not trying to say that, you know, and that's good to share. So that was a lot of nice conversation. Hopefully it went well. <laughs> well, you were here for it. What do you think? I liked it, but I you never know how people hear it, you know. That's exactly what I was saying. See, now I'm now you have a different it. view oh, on no. it, don't you? Yes, I have see. imposter syndrome. Well, no, but you're telling me how, e oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, this. Well, I wasn't worried totally about it, but now it's totally different when it's, it's done. you in it, right? It is. I don't want to admit it, but yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised I even said that. Where did that come from? The cute brain of yours. Oh. But anyway. Yes. Um, no, I think it's good. It's it's jumping in. It's getting it done. If anyone got, if one person gets something out of this, job done. Yeah, we finished the first podcast and I hope 
we can reach somebody out there. That's our goal. Honestly, I feel the same as I did the first time when, when Chris posted that podcast or blog, whatever. If one person gets one thing out of something we said, that would I, be great. I will be relieved. My job will be done. I will feel like this had a purpose. And um, I want to plant one seed today. That's my goal, one seed. If, if I planted a seed with one person or we planted a seed, I agree with you. My gardening's done today. I I want to be done too. And we sowed the field, we planted and sowed. Sowed. <laughs> <laughs> we sowed the seed. We sowed. <laughs> we sowed. Uh, I'm, it's not, okay. I'm getting away from that. Screw anyway, that. what I think yeah. you're trying to say is coming up, we're going to have some, we have a lot more to cover. Um, I think we should cover our near-death experiences we've both had. Yes. Um, those, that'll be more of a, a serious episode, but hopefully it's something that anybody else that's struggling can get something out of. Um, I think that we have, we should cover, uh, what, how we got into photography and, and where, that has kind of taken us surprisingly and some of the the things we've been able to experience because of it where we've only literally had the camera in our hands the last five years yes and we've come a long way we've had a lot of experiences there'll be a lot um to talk about that's a whole a whole episode a lot of dynamics a lot of relationships social media a lot of contacts um so yeah there's so many topics i think those will just be upcoming um and I really think the comments, if we get comments that could also dictate, you know, where things go, because really we want this, or at least I, I do, and I'm guessing you do, you want it to be what people are interested in hearing about. Absolutely. We can't tell them everything, but if we yeah. can tell them something valuable. Absolutely. So the Can't Tell You Everything podcast uh, will respond to comments. That's what we do. Uh, we'll incorporate anything in the show as we go. Uh, it's right. us. We have and no idea you. how to post it or what to do with this. <laughs> We're gonna um, figure it out though. But you know, that's our next step. So we we want to create a family. You're part of the family, and I just want a whole neighborhood of open doors. I just I want, want everybody to open the we've door. We've opened our door, and now I, I just want everybody to open their door. Even if you just crack it, you can peek out the window. I just want to know that there's humanity out there and that we're touching humanity. You know what That's I'm thinking what right want. now? Huh? I'm hearing you and I go, if everybody that we, we, if we touch somebody to open the door and let the light out, I want so many lights out shining. Now I'm going to do an episode with sunglasses on because it's going to be so bright. You are the biggest nerd ever, but <laughs> thank God I fell in love Dude, with you years ago. And if you see me I'm with already, sunglasses I'm already on committed. on an episode, that means we are we're getting out there. In the it light either shining. means that or you had a bad night. I don't know. I, I don't have bad nights. They're all pretty good. Well, don't brag. <laughs> uh, no, anyway, but anyway. Okay. So we need to go eat now. Oh yeah. And I'm um, starving. This is a lot of work. Oh, literally the first time we recorded, we spent all day without eating, going to the bathroom because no. we wanted to get it done. No. And today the reality is uh, we've got to go eat. So our door's open, guys. Our door's open. The Hope a door is open. We're home. Come on by. Open your door. Yes, and Won't let the you? light shine. Yeah. You know? All right. 
Thank you so much. Uh, Can't Tell You Everything podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. Go ahead and share. Let somebody else know if you liked it and let them hear it. And have a good night.